Welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. Growing Hope is a charity providing free therapy for children and young people with additional needs in partnership with local churches across the UK. We aim to grow hope for children through the provision of free therapy clinics, hope for families through groups for parents, carers and siblings to connect and talk about their experiences, and hope in Jesus through the opportunity to pray and be supported to access church if this is something families would like to do. This podcast is a series of conversations with individuals who have experience of additional needs and disability. Whether you share their experience or are here to learn, welcome to the conversation. Hello, welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. My name's Naomi and I'm a children's occupational therapist and the founder and CEO of Growing Hope. And I'm joined by our co-host for this season, Mark Arnold. Mark, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, Naomi. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm Mark Arnold. I'm the um, Additional Needs Ministry Director at Urban Saints. Uh, I'm the co-founder of the Additional Needs Alliance and I blog as the Additional Needs Blog Father. Amazing. Thanks, Mark. Good to have you. And today's topic is all about parenting and additional needs. I wonder if there's anything that particularly stands out to you today, Mark. I mean, obviously, you know, we've heard already about some of your experience, but anything particularly stand out to you? Well, obviously, this is a subject that's really, really close to my heart as a parent of a a child uh, with additional needs myself. So, you know, it's a journey that I'm on and it's always great to hear from other parents and to hear their experiences and their stories and tips and ideas. And, you know, it's really helpful to be able to just share those with uh, an audience of other parents, but also, you know, practitioners and folk that get alongside parents and uh, uh, journeying with them. So I'm really excited about the the topic and our guest today. I think it's going to be really, really interesting for our audience. So yeah, really looking forward to it. How about you, Naomi? Mm, Yeah, I completely agree. I'm not a parent myself, but I have been a a respite foster carer for a young person with additional needs. And, you know, there are so many experiences out there that we learn from in life. And I think that's Mm. one of the one of the experiences I've definitely probably learned the most from. And um, I actually bumped into I was at home and bumped into the boy that I now man that I used to care for the other day. And it's just it's just such a privilege to be able to mm. to have been able to do that job that I did, but to be able to see him learn and grow and, you know, become the adult that he is. And um, he was showing me, a, he's had his birthday during lockdown, his 21st birthday, and they were showing me a kitchen disco they had to celebrate. And it's just oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, to be yeah, able to, yeah. yeah, see the the joy that he, he brings. And uh, he's taught me so much about joy. But um yeah. I'm going off on a tangent. Our guest today is is brilliant and I'm really excited to welcome her. So today we're joined by Adiola Aramu. She's a good friend of mine and she has personal experience of parenting and additional needs. So Adiola, could you tell us a bit about yourself and what parenting and additional needs means to you? Hi Naomi, hi Mark. Okay, so my name's Adiola, as Naomi said. I am a single mum to four children. I also have additional needs, so I'm on the autistic spectrum and I also have ADHD. And one of my children, my third one, is autistic also. Mm -hmm. What can I say? There's so much to say about parenting and additional needs. Yeah. 
I would say like looking after a child who has additional needs when you've had children who don't have additional needs is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes you out of your comfort zone. You never know what to expect. Yeah, it's not the same, you know. So there were there were there were those challenges, but also I would say like it's also taught our family so many lessons in life. I feel mm-hmm. like my children. I feel like we're blessed to have this did this child who's different and special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has made us realize ourselves to full potential you know we've learned things about ourselves that we didn't even know I, I feel like we would may, maybe never have learned about ourselves had he not come into our lives mm. yeah. and it means that my children can also go out into the world and and be you know that sibling to somebody else's child that person who understands that having additional needs doesn't mean you have to be alone. It doesn't mean that nobody's going to understand you because, you know, now go out into the world and are able to identify other children who are like their brother or, mm. and in situations where, you know, that child might be bullied or even left alone. Yeah. My, my children can then go and be that advocate, be that child who wants to let that child know that it's okay to be different. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's been a journey and I'm I'm so grateful that, you know, my own additional needs has actually helped me when it comes to helping my son. Mm-hmm. It means that even before we knew um, what his additional needs were, I knew how to sort of, you know, help him feel comfortable. I knew how to make help him meet his needs because he was experiencing a lot of challenges that I had been through. and taught myself to cope with even though I didn't know that it wasn't a normal way of life so yeah Mm. Mm. that's wonderful to hear and you know just hearing you talking about how uh, uh, you know your journey as a family has helped all of you including your other children to yeah just have a different perspective uh, and to be allies for uh, you know other children young people families that are uh, on the same sort of journey that's that's really great to hear we need we need more of those allies out there don't we we do I definitely agree with that um, the, the world can be a cruel place and mm. as much as we want the world to accept everybody as one and equally that's unfortunately not the kind of world we live in there are a lot of people who don't understand additional needs they don't understand how challenging it can be they don't mm. you know they can be quite judgmental mm. when they see yeah. you in a, in a in a challenging situation and I always feel like if someone hearing my story means that they're going to be that bit more informed, that bit more educated about additional needs, then I will always, you know, I'm always trying to make that space something for someone who doesn't know anything to learn about, because I feel like it's mm. really important, yeah. you know, yeah. for people to be more aware that people are different. We're all different. We all have our quirks. It doesn't make us any less of a person just because we have additional needs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, Adiola, I, I talk about how 
the people that that stare and tut and comment and that you know they're they're like meerkats you know this like heads swivel round and stare but um what we what we need are more lions that you know that look after their own and look after their pride and and yeah. stick up for each other and it sounds to me like uh, that you know your children are additional needs lions that are there looking after uh, <laughs> yeah. you know others that are on this journey too and and that's great uh-huh. we need more lions and fewer meerkats out there yeah no, I definitely agree. And I always tell them, you know, how proud I am of them because yeah. I'm glad that I've been able to raise children who are not going to be those meerkats. They're always going to be advocating for those because they know from firsthand experience what it's like. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. seen their brother not have friends. They've seen him be bullied at the park because he's different. And they now know how to advocate for him and for mm. others like him should they come across those people on their journey. That's mm. brilliant. They've got a roar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Adiela, we know how powerful stories can be, and and you must have so many different stories that that you could share. <laughs> so, you know, how are you going to pick one? I don't know. But um, can you tell us a, a story about parenting a child with additional needs, uh, and yeah, just just something yeah. that might help other parents out there that are listening. So two things, actually. I've got a little short story. Okay, um, you can have two. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Two very short stories. So the first story is that um, my son, Ezekiel, he's eight years old. He actually waved to me from the school bus um, Uh, last week. And he's been getting on the school bus for three years. And he has never, never once waved at me and he waved and it literally just filled my heart with so much joy and it's something that I'd come to accept that he doesn't say bye he never waves he never you know like acknowledges that he's leaving and he waved to me that day and it just lit my whole world up and in that moment I was just like this is you never give up you don't stop hope that you shouldn't lose hope just because you've got a child with additional needs, it's challenging and it's hard. And some days you don't want to go on, but it's those little things Mm. that make you remember that it is worth it. And yeah, so that was my first mini story. And I love it. I'm so pleased he did that, Adiola. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that happened. And his, his younger sibling tried to steal my thunder. She, Olivia was like, he waved at me. I was like, no, he waved at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And as a, sto- as a story, uh, another story is that I would say when you've got, it's not. it's more of a bit of advice really, is that when you have a child with, additional needs is really, really important to sometimes like just set aside all your planning and preempting and trying to prevent things going wrong and actually mm. just be in the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a scenario where took, we took Ezekiel to the fun fair and I'm a planner, so I planned. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I'm just like, if this goes wrong, that's what we're going to do. We're going to pack the air defenders. We're going to take the vibrating cushion. We're mm-hmm. going to have all the tactile sensory toys. And, you know, I've got this big hefty bag that we're now taking <laughs> to the fun fair along with everything else. And I'm yeah. anxious and I'm on edge and I'm panicking and I'm trying to do everything possible to make sure that it's a smooth trip. And yeah, to the fun fair and he's having a good time and, you know, he's on the ride having the time of his life. And, you know, we've been on a few rides now. 
and it's time to go home. Mm. And Ezekiel doesn't want to leave. And my big bag of what ifs yeah. was zero help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it got ugly. <laughs> he melted oh. down. And, you know, it's really important in those moments to remind yourself that you cannot prepare for every scenario. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's going to be challenging and that's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a parent. It doesn't make you any less capable. You know, the most important thing is to be in that moment with him and, and just let him know mm. that you are there with him and it's okay to be upset mm. and we're going to yeah. be fine. Yeah. And we got through it and my oldest said to me, mum, you handled that really well. People were staring and I was just like, people can stare if they want to, mm. but we did it and nothing you know, we're all alive, we're all well, we made it out of that scenario mm. perfectly fine and we've lived to fight another day. Yeah. Yeah. And and the and the thing is, yeah, okay, that, that was a, a hard moment whilst you were in the middle of, of that meltdown. But but actually, you know, there were all those good moments that had just happened of, you know, all the fun that he'd been having on the rides and, yeah. and all of that as well. And, you know, and none of that would have happened if you hadn't tried, if you hadn't gone along and uh, yeah. and, and given it a go. And uh, yeah, OK, you know, you have to sort of take the, the rough with the smooth sometimes. But actually, yeah, yeah the, the enjoyment he'd had made, you know, the, the, the little tough time that you had afterwards worth it, really, didn't it? did and I would do it again and that's something that's taken me a while for a very long time like we've not been out well nobody's been out because of COVID but mm. even before COVID it was very daunting almost impossible to even think about having a family day out mm. and you know I didn't give up I didn't stop that from you know making me feel encouraged to do it again yeah. And we're quite blessed to have people around us who continue to encourage me to say, you know, don't give up, you know, keep trying because it's not always going to be perfect, but it's the memories that you make together and the experiences that you have together mm. as a family that matter. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. sort of advice. It's amazing, Adela. I That's one of the things I admire about you so much that you don't give up and that oh. no matter what is thrown at you, you you're, you do so well at, at keeping Thank going and, and being such a brilliant mum to all your four lovely children. Mm. And oh, we, we'd love to know if there's something that you would do differently reflecting on your journey or maybe something that you've learned that you'd like to share with people from that, um. from your experience. From my experience, I would say when you're dealing with additional needs and many, many things in life, you never know enough. Mm. Keep learning, keep informing yourself. No two people with additional needs are the same. Yeah. And you can yeah. always learn something new from mm. anyone else about literally, especially with additional needs. I was going to say literally anything, but with additional needs, you know, it's growing and it's changing. And I just, I really do make it a point of making myself informed, yeah. you know, yeah. reading new things, doing new courses, just getting to see what's happening because I really feel like additional needs are, is something that's changed. The shape of it is changing in the world mm. right now. Yeah. And I always want to be that advocate, that voice that mm. makes people constantly thinking, you know, how can we make, our business or our establishment more friendly for those who have additional needs because I feel like for a long time you know children with additional needs adults with additional needs have sort of been left out and unthought about mm. 
Yeah. So I always want people just to be thinking out of the box, not just about you and your family, but what you can do for others. Mm. Maybe, you know, sharing your story to another parent means that they can, you know, actually go easier on themselves and be kinder for themselves and and know that that you're not the only one going through it. As parents with children of additional needs, we tend to feel like we're the only ones who know what it feels like. Mm. And we quite often don't speak out. And so you suffer alone when you don't speak up. But if you speak up and you share your experiences, Mm. you know, you get to meet other people who are going through the same thing. And you guys can put your heads together and help one another in ways that you wouldn't even have thought was possible. So, Mm. yeah. 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 And Adira, I know you did the... um you did the When Dreams Change course, didn't you? That we I did. With Growing Hope. Um, and that's all about talking about what happens when our hopes and dreams change because of our child's needs. Um, yeah. And and I guess that gives a chance to connect with other parents. And, it does. And to think about ourselves and what our own needs are. Are there, what, were there any things that you learned? Is there anything you oh learned from goodness. that you want to share? That course was absolutely amazing. I loved every minute of it. I definitely feel like I should do it very regularly. Just be like, yep, <laughs> I'm for a refresher because going on that course for me was life changing. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm definitely the kind of person who I got very wrapped up in being a mum. Everything mm. about my life, everything about my existence was basically, I'm a mum. And now I'm a mum, I'm a mum with a child who has additional needs. Mm. And I'm always in the mum space. Everything I do everything around me, my sole existence is literally to be a mother. And, you know, that's, even though it's a good thing, it can be like a double-edged sword because when the children are not around, then what do you do with yourself? And how do you remember Mm. to take care of yourself if you're only a mum? The title mum, it doesn't suggest that you should take care of yourself. It suggests that you should take care of others. Mm. And so when change, it made me realise like where I was going wrong in certain like areas of my lifestyle. It made me realise that it's very important for me to have dreams and goals of my own away from the children. Mm. You know, I should I should just because I've got children, just because I have a child with additional needs. It doesn't mean that I stop being Adiola. My name isn't mum. My name is Adiola. <laughs> and sometimes I should do things that Adiola likes to do for Adiola to make Adiola feel good. And Mm. so doing that course, it just like reignited that love that I need to have for myself. And I'm Mm. still on that journey of learning how to love me and to nurture my own dreams. But it wasn't something that had occurred to me before I did the course. And so, you know, every now and again, I check in with myself and I ask myself, what are you doing for you? Mm. That doesn't involve the children. It doesn't mean that they can't be a part of it, but... You should always be nurturing your 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 own self because that's how you know the children get the best of you. If I'm not my best self, if I haven't loved myself, then you know there's nothing left in the cup to pour for the children. Mm. So that was one of my like that was one of the biggest things that I learned on the When Dreams Change course. Uh, so powerful, so powerful, and uh, such good advice. And I mean, thinking of advice, uh, and you've given us so many great tips and so many great bits of advice already, Adiola. But you know, for for other people on this journey, you know, other uh, other families, other parents and carers, you know, if you had to pick your your top three uh, bits of advice that you would share with them that would be helpful for them, um, what do you think those those three top tips would be? 
Okay, the first top tip would be, it's going to be okay. It's literally mm. going to work out. Yeah. Everything is going to be fine. Like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. It always works out okay in the end. Mm. So yeah. that's my first one. Mm. My second one would be, don't give up hope. Yeah. You know, it gets really hard and it and it gets really challenging. And some days you don't even remember why you're doing it. But don't give up hope. Mm. Always have hope because, you know, they it just it has a funny way of showing you that it is worth it at the end. So don't give yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> That's my second piece of advice. And my third piece of advice is self-love, self-care. Yeah. Mm. All the way. That's so important. I feel like as, you know, carers for those with additional needs, we very quite easily forget to look after ourselves. Mm. because we're so busy worrying and planning and trying to preempt every single thing that you can sometimes forget to take care of you so self-care self-love that was my number three those are all brilliant tips uh great bits of advice you know i love the where you started with you know it's gonna be okay uh, because, you know, especially for um, parents maybe who have just got a diagnosis about their child or maybe they're in that process and their their minds are full of all kinds of uncertainties and fears. You know, you, you always go to the worst case, what might happen, the 1% thing that might happen that's awful, don't you? And and dwell on that and think, oh, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, it's it probably isn't. And it's like you say, it's going to be okay. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I think as when your children get, when your child gets that diagnosis, they really do make it bleak. Like, you mm. know, the things that they say is so, they're so sterile about it. Yeah. And that can sort of create a panic. Mm. And it would be really nice to sort of change what your child getting a diagnosis of additional needs looks like. Because I remember getting that diagnosis myself and it was just like, your child may never do this, your child may never do that. And it was really scary to think, oh, my gosh, yeah. I've got a child who's not going to do these normal things. Mm. And actually, that wasn't really true necessarily. Like my son, he does a lot. He's highly intelligent. Yes, he's different, mm. but he's a person and mm. I love him all the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, so good. Yeah, you know, because yeah, you're right. The the way that diagnosis can sometimes be given, you know, your second point was about having hope. Well, that you know, it can sometimes be given in a sort of hopeless way, can't it? You know, there's all hope stripped away and it's bleak. Whereas yeah, yeah the reality is, you know, there, there can be lots of hope and lots of opportunity and and things can be uh, good and okay in the future. So it's helping families to understand that actually things can be better and how they feel right now in the you know the depths of that moment um things can improve for them as a family for their child uh and yeah the, a little bit of hope uh, and a little bit of learning and positivity can go a long way can't they yeah definitely i agree mm. and what what would you say Adela? i mean i know you have so there are so many stories that we've already heard of um where things have happened but are there things that particularly have enabled you to feel that hope or experience that hope or mm. kind of moments in your family life yeah. what are the what are your highlights um, my highlights <laughs> one of my biggest highlights is like finding out about growing hope coming to growing hope um 
not know, planned. Like... I didn't ask her to say that. <laughs> so people know. <laughs> you have to highlight. <laughs> I, I, it is, it is the main highlight. Like on Thank this you. journey of mine, honestly, growing hope literally is in the name for us as a family. It's just it's such. I just there are. I, I'm almost tongue tied because that for me was the beginning of knowing that there's still hope. Mm. Um, you know, it's it was the beginning of knowing that I'm not alone. There are others out there like me and we can come together and help one another. Mm. And I'm quite a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very introverted person, mm -hmm. but my experience of meeting other parents at Growing Hope actually gave me the courage to talk to other parents in other scenarios. Mm. Mm, that's good. And I feel like it's so important not to isolate yourself yeah. when you're dealing with additional needs because I've met so many parents who are like me. I've made new friends with parents who are just like me, who sometimes mm. pick up the phone just to vent yeah. and say, yeah. I don't know, yeah. I'm having a bad day today because X, Y, and Z happened. Mm. And for me, if it means that one person is able to vent and get something off their chest, <laughs> then that makes me happy because it makes all the difference being able to talk to someone who knows exactly what you're going through, mm. who's not going to judge you, who's not going to say, oh, you know, he's just acting spoiled. But we understand the reason why these children have these challenges mm. and we can be compassionate to one another. So mm. um, there's been so much that has come from like finding Growing Hope and being a part of the Growing Hope journey because it's made me more confident in myself as a mother. It's made me realize that I haven't felt as a mum just because what I do for my son doesn't work for him at that time. It's just different. And I'm not always going to be able to meet his needs and give him what he needs because he's unique and he isn't able to just open up his mouth and say, oh, I need this. Because he's nonverbal, you know, I have to be a detective. Yeah. I'm constantly looking and working things out and guessing and trying new things. So, mm. I mean, th that's what I would say my highlights are. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. That's so good. Um, Adiola, I'm going to um, I'm going to give you a magic wand. OK, uh, and uh, as you wave your magic wand, uh, you get one wish about what you would have loved to see changing in society in this area of accessibility and parenting children with additional needs. What what would your one wish be if you could wave that magic wand today? My one wish would be that society would not be so judgmental. Mm. And I would like to see it normalized that when a child is out in public, you know, displaying a behavior that might be frowned upon or judged by others, that people actually just walk up and say, do you need any help? Yeah. yeah. Is there anything I can do to make this moment easier for you? Mm. Um, I've been in many, many scenarios with Ezekiel over the years and that's never happened when we're out mm. as a family and he's, I'm going to give examples here now, literally pulled down his trousers to go to the toilet at the bus stop. People, mm. the way in which people make you feel mm. is almost like your child, child's out of control. And you hear people muttering and saying very unkind things. 
And I would just love to see society just more accepting and ready to offer help rather than to judge and sneer and make unkind comments. That for me is one of the things that mm. I would just, in the supermarkets, it just makes you, it's really sad actually. And, it, and it's disheartening to think that as a parent to someone with additional needs, these are things you have to factor in. If my child does this, what are other people going to do? How are they yeah. going to react? Is that going to lead to me now acting in a way that isn't adult and being upset yeah. towards something that someone has said because I feel the need to defend my child? Yeah. So, yeah, I would like to see more of that. That, that would be good. I think we'd we'd yeah. all love to see more of that. And I don't know, um, Adi Ali, you might have seen uh, on the BBC News two or three weeks ago now, something like that, there was a story of a mum and her autistic boy that were going for a walk along the beach and uh, the boy uh, started to have a meltdown. I think it was because they needed to turn around and go back and he didn't want to. Uh, yeah. So he was on the floor having a meltdown and people were staring and looking at all the things you've just described. And this guy yeah. called Ian came and saw the situation and he just went and laid next to uh, this boy and spoke with him gently and reassured him and was just there for him and it was great and and it really helped and the and, you know this the lad was able to sort of recover after a bit and then they all went back to uh, the car together and uh, you know Ian stayed with them to make sure they were okay and on one level, it was great that, you know, this story of, of this guy and how brilliant that had been. But there was a part of me that thought, this shouldn't be a news story. This shouldn't be it so rare. Be it should literally be what we do as human beings for one exactly. another. Exactly. You know, and, and so whilst on one level it was great that it made the news, on the other hand, it was like, come on, you know, this should be what people do. This shouldn't be yeah. something that's that newsworthy, that it makes it on the six o'clock news. <laughs> um, Honestly, yeah. it's just like, and it's basically things like that. Like, it's just, it makes me really sad that as human beings, we haven't really learned that there is diversity among us. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot in the news about disabilities and how, how it's been dealt with lately. And yeah, that's one of one issue that's really like strong in my heart mm. that I'm hoping will change. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, completely. Oh, Adiola, you're always such a joy to chat to. I've just, mm. you know, we need to catch up more um, it, because yeah, I mean, you've you've said so many things which are so helpful for so many people. I'm sure we've thought about how no two people are the same. We're always learning. Additional needs are always changing. You know, we've thought about how we can make whatever we're doing more friendly or accessible for people with additional needs, not just thinking in the box, so to speak, but thinking outside of the box. You've talked about how you know, it's okay, it's going to be okay, whatever that journey looks like, and how we can always have hope, and how important it is to self-care, care for ourselves, mm. and to love ourselves, and give ourselves that time to fill our cups up, so that we can give out to other people, and in terms of society, we thought about how how brilliant it would be if there was just less less judgment out there, and if people were prepared to say, you know, how can I help? Do you need any help in this moment? And I think all of those things are just so insightful, so, mm. so brilliant. And yeah, we really appreciate you coming today, Adiola. Thank you so much. And thank we you hope. Oh, thank you for coming. <laughs> it's and, been great uh, to meet you. Yeah, so great. And we hope to um, have all our listeners back again to hear more of our Growing Hope conversations soon. 
Thank you for joining Growing Hope Conversations. Find out more at growinghope.org.uk.